Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The king of DC media. Hi. Tonight, our guest is Penny Johnson Gerald who has starred in TV shows like Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, NCIS, 24, and The Larry Sanders Show. I see she's on the line, so let me bring her on in. Good evening, Penny. Hi, William. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show again. It's my pleasure. All right. Fantastic. So I see that you're doing a lot of uh, voiceover work lately. You play a president in uh, Justice League Gods and Monsters and starring Richard Chamberlain among other actors there. So do you get to record that at home or do you have to go into a studio for that one? No, actually I had to go into the studio for that one and it was it was so much fun because I'm so out of the loop when it comes to uh, animation or what's really popular and so I didn't know what it was, but I just happened to have my two nephews with me, and everything was so hush-hush because I didn't want anything to be um, out in public. And so I brought them into the studio, and everyone looked at me like, she really doesn't get it. This is like major stuff, you know, Justice League. And she's <laughs> playing the president, and these kids may go and spill the beans. But they were cool about it, but they did educate me and said, I'm Penny, this is who you are, and that's what it's about. And so it was exciting. So we did go into the studio, and um, you're in the studio with four other actors, and you're all doing your stuff, and it's really exciting. Yeah, now, uh, who were some of your... Oh, my gosh. I actually don't even know these their, their names. What it is is that um, I think I was the only one who was really, the, you know, having a role there, and on that day there were four other actors who were playing miscellaneous roles and just to see them work out. They Obviously, that's how they make their living. They just do this all the time. And then when I came uh, back in to shoot and some additional stuff, uh, Benjamin Bratt was there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we're the same show. <laughs> <laughs> so we were both, you know, um, very excited to be working with each other indirectly, but, you know, in the same project because I didn't know he was a fan, but I certainly let him know that I was a fan. So uh, I would say Benjamin Bratt, and, you know, that's that's not a lightweight at all. That's right. Yeah, Jason Isaacs, and there was a whole – I saw it on IMDb. It was part of, quite a roster there. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know. It's It's kind of like the – I mean, I think it's like a mantra with all my work. I never know really who's in it, and then when I'm in it, and then I'm educated in that. You mean you're you're in that thing with Kiefer Sutherland? And I'm like, oh, you know about it? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I realize I'm in something great. So, <laughs> so that's you know that that's been the history of me getting these roles and being in it. I guess that's a good thing because then I don't go in it so googly eyed. I go in, 
you know, humble pie, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm in the company of some great people. Absolutely, absolutely. So now in that role, if I if I correct me if I'm wrong, you played the president. So you think you'd be a good president? I know I would be a great president. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to be the president since I, I did 24. I mean, that's all Sherry Palmer wanted was to be president, I think. That's and, funny. you know, it, it, it's just funny, like, the roles that I take, it's like um, art imitating life, life imitating art. And I got a feeling we're going to have a female president in the White House pretty soon, so it's not far-fetched. I just happen to be one of color. So it's kind of like being able to keep Obama and uh, settle with Hillary, all rolled in one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I I have to ask you about the, the presidential race now. I It's just turning into a zoo. I'm just kind of watching it, just kind of just sitting back with popcorn. I, what's, what's your take on it? Well, um, I'm actually heartbroken. Um at, well, and I'm heartbroken with the – I am not a Republican, and I can say that very proudly, uh, but I don't, you know, I don't want to badmouth um, anyone who is, but their lead <laughs> nominee, um, I'm having a I'm, – I'm, I'm, my heart is broken. I'm, I'm not sure if his intentions are such, but certainly his presence and the, the – that what happens in these rallies and these meetings has incited such a violence that has been stewing in people and somehow they're being brought out. Um, and I think in no way is it um, um, unlike the rise of Adolf Hitler. And I just happened to be watching that series lately, The Rise and Fall of Adolf Hitler, and the similarities are too great. And that's when my heart aches heavily. And so I know that we have to get out there and vote. We can't stand behind division, and we cannot stand behind um, people be, uh, thinking that they are superior in any way than others. So the short answer, I'm just heartbroken over this. Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah, it's... What can you say? What can you say? So on a lighter subject, uh, I know that uh seems like you're doing an independent film out there, uh, Parker's Anchor with uh, Michael Beach. So talk a little bit about your character, Lori. Well, um, someone uh, sent the script to me uh, a while ago uh, in the summer, I guess, and I said, ah, uh, and my agent said, you might want to read it. I think that it's time for you to just enjoy life right now. You've been working so hard. And I did read the script. And the script was lighthearted. But the people who were producing the script, those are the people who touched my heart. Because they wanted to send a message. And that message was about love. And they were so open for casting um, and they wanted my opinion on every every bit of the way re- regarding my character and who I was going to be opposite. Um, they had suggested one actor, and I shall not name the actor, but I thought they must be out of their minds. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> not because I don't like the actor, is because, now I know we're getting up there in age, 
And I know that black don't crack, but don't put me next to somebody who's my daddy's age. And so so they were kind enough to say, well, who would you like to be across, you know, the room with? And I said, are you telling me I get to choose? And they said, yes. And I said, you get Michael Beach and I will fly anywhere you need me to fly. And then I was able to be there with Michael because we, we went to school together and we've always been, you know, a lot of us Juilliard people, we all, we always talk about working together and it never seems, you know, to really quite happen. You know, you work with people who are out of Yale or, you know, some other institution, but never from, from you know, from where you, your roots are planted. And it was exciting because we got to talk about people, and it was like my brother, but, you know, no incest, though. <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of fun. You know, the plane ride there was exciting. We got to catch up on what, um, you know, the two of us were doing separately, what we felt about the business, what we felt about um, growing older and um, aging still being in the game. Um, and um, that's very exciting. Yeah, you mentioned you went to uh, Juilliard. So I know you were classmates with uh, Lorraine Toussaint. Now she was in uh, Orange is in the Orange is the New Black. Is the New Black. So yeah, yeah. So uh, any uh, did you put a put your bed in? You think you might be on that show? <laughs> well, I am not. You know what? I am uh, lately. I watch IDTV. I'm like. I think it has to do with going to law school and things like that. I am just fascinated with crime and then coming out of the prison, you know, system of, um, you know, being in Baltimore, taking the circus inside and, and dealing with the youth in prison and, and, and all. So I, I'm sure I'd be great um, in the show from, from the experience, but um, I just I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, and I know Lorraine is fabulous, but I'll confess, I haven't seen it. You know, everybody's talking about it. The woman who does my hair, she says, oh, my girl, girl, have you seen it? And it's like, no, I haven't, and, and I have put my face down in shame. It's like, oh, you know, life gets harder when you get older. It doesn't get easier. I just had a birthday. I'm really, you know, it's like, ooh. Oh, don't say that. Girl, keep don't it together. <laughs> Well, if you watch ID long enough, you might see me on there. I've, I've done a couple of guest spots on there. Oh, okay. You're not a criminal. Did you commit a crime now? <laughs> no. I'm always a good I love guy. it. You know that, Penny. <laughs> I know. But I, I really do love it. Uh, one time I was watching it, and I said, oh, my gosh, this story sounds familiar. Well, shoot, it was straight out of Baltimore. I said, oh, my gosh, I remember that. So... It, it it really gets you revved up. It makes you aware. It makes you certainly appreciate people, and it it you you look at people differently. You know that people do have flaws, and so that you're not surprised when that happens. And um, and maybe that's a little too much sometimes because it's like, oh, dang, everybody has an issue. But um, I just love it. But now that you mention it. It's going on record. I am going to watch Orange is the New Black. Yes, okay? it's very well written. Yes, strong characters, strong characters. Well, if Lorraine is in it, it's nothing less than excellent. So I already know that. 
So, but I haven't oh, watched a yeah. lot of things, and I I won't even say what I haven't watched because then people will go, "Oh my gosh, she really hasn't seen it." <laughs> She's at all well, you're, you're, you're a working actress. <laughs> so you got yes, I'm not yeah, only a working actress. I'm a working human being. I'm a working well, sister, exactly. a working daughter, a working mother, and a working wife. Exactly. Yeah. Right on, right on. So now the last time you were on here, Penny, you were talking about you were going to develop your own series. How's that coming along? Well, let's see. It's been, it was February of 2014. Was that the last time we were on? Yeah, yeah. It's been a little while. Okay, yeah. It was February 2014. Um, yes, we, uh, my, my partner, who is from Baltimore, we did, uh, we, we sold a show. It did not go to series. It is a fabulous show. Well, we get to pitch it again. I'm um, also pitching a couple of other shows uh, that are great. Um, this is what I find fascinating about the business. Just when you think um, you have suffered enough disappointments or that you have done as much as you can possibly do, in one meeting your life can be turned around where someone wants yeah. to hear your story and they want to develop it. And so just in the last 10 days, you know, um, just out of the blue, you know, I get these phone calls where people are like, hey, do you have that project? And it's like, oh, wow, they want they want to know about that project. So, you know, you start setting up your meetings and, We'll see. Hopefully, this time next year, we'll be you'll be seeing those projects or be a part of those projects. So, the the business is forever changing, and I like it for that. I do, I do like it for that. And right now, there's so much to be said about so many different things, um, especially at, in the hometown. There's a lot going on there. A lot. I was there in August when you know the the uprising happened and it's like oh my gosh this is this is really good tv drama i mean this stuff is good yeah so and and yeah. watching the the oj simpson thing that's going on right now it's like oh wow and and as you said this um presidential race it is it's theatrical to you know yeah in, in every I mean, sense this of the was word. just fiction <laughs> Yeah, but you know it. it that's those are the sign of the times. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So now, uh, you know, back in '97, you were on uh, Cosby's new show back then. So, what what's your take on the on the whole thing with Cosby? Is that some people say it's like conspiracy uh, theorists will say, well, it's you know they're coming after him and he, he has this image of the black family and they're coming after him and the whole thing and. It, there's the other side that says, oh, he's a, he's a wild man. You take him off the streets. What's what's your take on that? Well, first of all, there's always three sides to a story. It's his story, it's their story, and then there is the truth. My story in 1997, when I was um, offered to come on to the Cosby Show and participate in a wonderful production, I I felt nothing but love from both he and Felicia, um, Mr. Cosby invited me to lunch, um, but it wasn't like a, a bedroom lunch. And my sister and brother-in-law were in town, and he 
invited them to come along. So that would have been a perfect opportunity, you know, to take advantage of a, a you know, a guest star. That didn't that didn't happen. But again, I can't say that something did not happen because I'm I'm not those ladies. But it is certainly always peculiar when all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, a barrage of people are making a complaint um, that they didn't feel that they should have made that same complaint 20 years ago. And there is suspect in that, but it doesn't negate that there could be some truth. I do believe in the justice system um, in this case because, you know, you win some, you lose some, and uh, Mr. Cosby right now has been winning some and, 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 and losing some, and we shall see. But, again, three sides to a story, his, theirs, and the truth. And I'm sure there's been an embellishment in, in some way on all sides. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I can't remember something very intricately about anything that happened that I didn't tell the world about if it did something to me almost immediately. I can't remember anything 20 years ago. Yeah. I would have remembered it then and I would have told. So this is some good memory stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in my wow. case, I can still go in my closet and see the wonderful gift that Mr. Cosby gave me when I was on his show. I will give it away. I look at it. I even put it on every now and then because styles roll around. I just, it's this beautiful red suit. Um, he was gracious. He said, you like it? I said, I love it. He said, it's yours. <laughs> but all of this is public, you know. So he was nothing but gracious to me. And I do feel for all yeah. families involved because it must be grueling to be in the um, golden years. Um, he's not that much older than my dad. And uh, these are the years you are to enjoy. So to be haunted, whether true or not, is is still something that's very traumatic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So speaking of... Uh... Uh, gifts uh, on the set. Now, I think you mentioned something about Eastwood uh, back when you were in uh, Absolute Power. You had some gifts and, and the whole thing. Any more uh, Eastwood uh, films in your future? Uh, no, Mr. Eastwood, I think, is um, doing what any great dad would do. You kind of like handle the reins to your children. <laughs> <laughs> And watch them, you know, because watching them is like watching you. Um, no, nothing nothing with that. But I can just reiterate that my experience there was a beautiful experience. And, of course, he was generous, too. Maybe it's just me that I'm just me. I meet generous people. Except <laughs> last year was a doozy. I didn't meet too many generous people last year. I met a lot of takers last year, you know, and w oh, which, wow. which taught me something how to deal with life this year. You know, you wow. have to purge, and I tell you that too. You you have to time. It's time to purge. There's a season for everything, and you have to purge so that you go through, because um, God will not let anything bad stay on you. You know. Mm. Yeah, purging. A time for purging and and spring cleaning. So uh, 
you feel up to sharing a little bit about some of that purging? Yes. Um, you, you, first of all, you know, I, I, I purge material things, things that really don't matter, things that you're not using or things that could be a blessing to someone else. And then I purge situations Things that, I don't need to do that anymore, or things that I really do need to do that. I need to go on more vacations, or I don't need to, you know. Then you must purge people, and that's Mm. the hard one. Purging people is really hard, but you have to look and see if you have people who are walking beside you, people who are walking under you, or people who are trying to stand over you. And you purge mm-hmm. that, and you purge it in a place you think of of moving forward. Because this life is like a blink of of an eye. It is something that goes pretty fast. And so, if 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 you want to maintain any sense of um, sanity and still growth, oh, that's Mr. Chester telling me that. Hey, <laughs> I need something. Um, uh, you you need to purge. And I I stand on Ecclesiastes. You know, there's a time um, and, you know, there's a season for for everything under the sun. And you have to know when that time is over. And some of Mm. us, we prematurely get rid of things, and then we wonder, why didn't it happen? Oh, it's because you got rid of it too fast. And some of us hold on things too long, and we wonder why now we're bitter. It's because you should have gotten rid of it before. And that's people. Um, William, listen, my phone is beeping. I'm going to do something uh-huh. that I hope it doesn't mess you up. I'm going to put my phone on the stand. Will it mess up your uh, broadcast if I talk to you through speaker? Uh, no, it will still work. Okay, let's do that because well, yeah, I don't want it to just all of a sudden just knock off on you. Okay. okay. Are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still here. I hear you loud and clear. Okay, so okay, uh, do you have any uh, plans to go back to theater? Uh, always. Um, someone uh, just asked me recently, like I said, in the last 10 days, it's like so much, so many people. I mean, you you, you get heads of studios calling your house, asking you to do lunch, to know, to, to ask, do you have anything that we should be looking at right now, it's like it's like God is turning it out. And so I I hope that these meetings will turn out into something that is, is fruitful. So one of those um, 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 phone calls that I received was someone asking me to direct a very well-known play. Um, they happened not to be a person of color, and they thought they were going to direct it, and then all of a sudden they felt, and it could be... <laughs> The aftermath of the awards, where diversity is very important right now in Hollywood, um, they asked if I would direct the play, and that play is A Raisin in the Sun, and I've directed so many times, countless times. So nice. if if, um, if time, schedule permits, I think I will do that uh, at a theater here in Beverly Hills, and because theater awesome. is very important to me, very, very important to me. But I'll be back there um, in May. I'll be back in Baltimore for May. I each year I have the pleasure of meeting the top cops in the country, uh cops who have done heroic deeds and we 
steer away from those cops who are uh, just as criminal as the criminals themselves. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they, they host that in D.C., and so I have an opportunity to rub shoulders with the the, the different heads of the police departments in in the country. So I always like doing that because I get two sides, because um, I, I get to celebrate people who put their lives on the line, but I do get to sit at the table to hear stories but to tell my story and to give an opinion of the atrocities that have been going on with our our youth, mainly our black males. And so I'll be back there in May, and um, that's exciting. And then uh, taking off of Germany, because I have a lot of German fans, and we're going to have a a good time in Germany uh, doing a a huge convention there. So that's very exciting (laughs) for us. Yeah, just don't drink too much beer. <laughs> yeah, I do would like to um, do a wonderful piece um, outdoors under the stars at our farm back there, and that would be next. That would be more like next year because my husband and I are interested in local talent to to just go up and down the coast. You know, starting in Baltimore, Virginia, Philly, kind of, and getting talent so that. We can see what we can do together. No one, not everyone, has to be in Hollywood to do something fabulous. I just want to make sure you, everybody knows that. Exactly, exactly. Atlanta's booming right now. So let me move over to uh, this whole thing about the Oscars. Of course, Ooh. as you know, there was a big, there was a big uh, controversy with uh, Academy Awards and uh, the, the lack of. Uh, Black nominees. So, what was your what was your take on that? Well, I didn't call it boycotting because I heard, I believe it was Chris Rock who said, "How can you boycott something that you were not invited to?" And I was not invited to the Academy Awards, so I wasn't boycotting an invitation that I just didn't get. But I did take a stand of not watching the Academy Awards, and instead, I held a party at my home where we watched movies and and it did not have to be a movie, you know, that was in the running, but a movie with people of color that we thought warranted a nod from the Academy Awards in any day and age. And we started out with Sidney Poitier's movie because he you know, he he won and it was the first time one of us won. And we actually really enjoyed ourselves. What we did do was recorded the um the monologue, because we were curious as to how Chris Rock was going to handle having this, I mean, between a rock and a hard place to to be the host <laughs> of a show where people who were like you just didn't get recognized. Um, and I thought he did handle that well. I also have noticed, because of the Academy Awards, that Hollywood is changing like at rapid speed at least during this pilot season um at least they at least they are making sure showing face that that they are making an attempt i i have to share this i got a script and um i'm my agent said the character is so and so so i'm reading for so and so i'm looking for so and so i don't see so, i see so and so on the sides but I don't see so-and-so on the script. And so I called my agent. I said, well, what what character really 
am I supposed to be looking at? And she told me, and so I went back again, and I still didn't see it in the script. Well, in the script, I finally realized that this Carol, Carolyn Goldstein was the same character that they decided my character was. And I'd like to say the character's name because if the show goes, I don't want to give it a bad rap. But the character's name was like Kawami Istuka. So I realized <laughs> what they did. They didn't bother to change the lines, you know. But this, this Carolyn Goldstein was really who they wrote it for. So they just changed the name to this very African name. And I realized, oh, my gosh. And I looked at the date of when it was written, and it was written prior to the um, announcements for the nominees for the for the Oscars. And I said, this is too much. Hollywood is now <laughs> taking scripts and just changing the name so that they don't get in trouble. Because oh, my God. I That's funny. Diversity. It's funny, it's not funny. That was too funny to me. It was just much too funny. But I did get uh, a sneak peek prior to um, the premiere of a show that I think every person, decent human being in America, um, of color or not, should watch. And I am not in that show. And that is Underground. I just want to give kudos Mm. to Underground. Um, Underground is the first film that I, or series, or piece of art that I have read or seen that you can put bravery right alongside of slavery. And for the first time, our, our story is being told where we can be proud of where we come from, that we were we are not products of a bunch of people who were too weak to break away from this bondage but we are products of people who plotted and never stopped thinking of being free. And uh, I think that, along with the diversity issue in Hollywood, if we stay true to those stories so that through the eyes of people who have um, experienced this kind of um, oppression through their lens, that our stories can be told with truth. And I am looking for that. That is what I want to land on. That truly would would make me feel as though I'm depositing something fabulous um, be- before I leave this earth or before I decide, ah, I'm finished, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's right. So, uh Moving on to lighter subjects, uh, how did your Lent challenge go? Say that once more. Lent, the Lent challenge. You had a, a challenge for Lent. Oh, it's channel for rent, you're saying? No, 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 Lent, Lent, L-E-N-T. The, uh, you mentioned oh, that on social I, media. Uh, forgive me. Forgive me, darling. <laughs> Because I do it every day. <laughs> I, do, um, I have a I have a workout challenge. It started um, as I told you uh, last time. It's PJJ's 50 day workout challenge, and out of that has come a lot of different challenges. And basically, I am uh, a person who reads fan mail. I'm a person who reads my my, my Twitter account, 
And if my assistant sees something that she believes I've missed, she brings it to my attention. And so I read everything, and I try to address issues that people really would like to talk about or would like some kind of answer for. And one thing that I find is physical fitness is there's no respect of persons with it. Uh, People battle with it, and people ask for things. And so every now and then I look at it and I see what people want, and I go, okay, the challenge is on. The challenge for Lent came out of a, a young woman who is suffering from diabetes, and she's trying to understand how she could possibly deal without the, the, the sugar that's bad for her. And so out of that became the Lent challenge, which is almost over. And what I tried to do is just challenge them with one nutritional thing and then give a small workout that I believe everyone can do. Uh, I am in my 50s, so I am not trying to rule out people who are in their 50s who are not in good shape. Uh, So I'd like to include everyone. So my challenges are for everyone, whether you're in a wheelchair or whether you're walking, whether you have legs um, without arms or arms without legs. And so this particular challenge, we have uh, given up sugar for Lent, and along with that we do 100 jumping jacks. I believe we're up to 120 now, but we started with one. And that's all we do. And you would be surprised if you discipline yourself for 40 days is what this is, and you do 100 jumping jacks a day absent the sugar, your your core, your belt size is going to decrease. Um, you're going to fit into some clothing that you've you know, put in the back of the closet thinking that you're never going to fit into. And when you go and your vitals are taken and you do your blood work, you're going to find that you have your, your cardio um, um you're benefiting um, through the cardio, and you're also benefiting with um, the the lack of the processed sugar. So your blood work should be better for you. Um, I always do the bikini blast workout, and those are things that I give freely. Uh, when I go to Germany, we will be working out together for that entire weekend. And unfortunately, a lot of my fans are wheelchair-bound, and I feel that it's necessary, and my sister who has lupus is wheelchair-bound, and I feel oh. that it's important for people in a situation like that uh, to have hope and to know that they, they can work out too. So I I take it, and um, I will I will change it up. I will modify a particular exercise because I believe that people should be the best that they can be. I don't advocate everyone being this little thin and 116 pounds like myself. That's great for Penny Johnson Gerald, but it may, may not be great for you. Uh, you may be 5'5", five, five, and 116 pounds is not good for you. 135 may be great for you, but I want you to be the best that you can be. And so that's what I do, and I take the exercise. It's usually when people pay me, it's an it's individualized, it's custom-made. But when I give it freely to my fans, I do a blanket where I believe the majority of people are able to do the exercises. Exactly. Okay, so I see we have a uh, caller in. Uh, they probably have a question, so let me bring them on in. Okay. Let me see. 
Let's see. Who is that? Vincent, is that you? Hey, William, yeah, it's me. How are you? Hello. Hey, say, hi. say hello to Penny. Hi, how are you? Hi, Vincent. How are you? I'm doing great. I found your topic very interesting. What a lot of people don't know about me, my fans, is that uh, the wise guy chef actually has diabetes as well. Aha. Uh-huh. So I found your topic very interesting. Well, there are always things, and you know, with food, and I don't believe in diet. <laughs> it's such a word that's <laughs> negative. It's like that means I'm giving diet. up something. I believe in a lifestyle change, and so I still, you know, I believe in dessert. I mean, I have a sister who I just had a birthday. She baked a cake, but I'm doing my Lent thing. But I know that after the Lent thing, I can eat that cake in moderation, and I know how to put it in and fit it in what's good for me. So um, how are you with your diabetes? I'm doing okay. I mean, you know, being Italian and being uh, a chef, it's kind of hard to resist certain things, but you get through the day. Yeah, okay. What's your favorite dish? Oh, I I, I can make anything, but I, I like uh, eggplant rollatini. is one of my favorite. I, it, it's uh, It's pretty good. Okay, my my brother is a chef. He's a chef there in Baltimore. He's Chef Norwood, and he is fabulous. So um, I when when I want to cook something, I call Chef Norwood. He he gives it to me, and I you would have thought I was I went to culinary school or something. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that a question? Do you have a question? No, no, I said that. That's great. That's really nice. Oh, okay. How's it going, William? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, did you have a, a specific question? Well, um, well, yeah, I did. For you, I did. I got an invitation to the World Music Independent Film Festival on a cruise ship in September, and I was wondering if you're going. Yeah, that's uh, something that June's been after me about that, but... Uh, I know your segment's coming up, man, so uh, I know you had uh, a lot of good ideas with uh, your show and everything, so we'll be talking about that pretty soon. But uh, Penny's segment is just about coming near the end here, so I'm going to put you on mute for now if you didn't have a, a specific question. And we'll finish up with Penny, and we'll be right back with you. Absolutely. All right. Okay, so Penny, so um, so we're coming near the end of your segment. So um, tell the fans out here, out there, how they can uh, keep up with you. Well, you can always get me on Twitter. My handle is B as in boy, T as in Tom, W as in William, P as in Paul, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, D as in David. And um, I do talk back with my fans on Twitter. And you can also get me on Facebook. I'm Penny Johnson Gerald on Facebook. And I keep you all posted in every which way. I must say that my fans keep me alive um, in that they ground me. Every day I'm talking to people that I know have hearts and people who are just everyday people. And without that, I'm telling you... um, you you can find yourself lost here, but thank God that I got some wonderful people following me and supporting me in that way. Absolutely, absolutely. So you'll be uh, here on the East Coast in May. 
I'll be there on the in May. I'll be doing the Top Cops Awards show there, and then I'm going to make myself um, head towards Baltimore and uh, try to try to stay there for a few and see see family. And everybody knows I'm just a family person. That's most important. Um, I um, and I'm a dog lover because I don't go anywhere without my boots. <laughs> my little Chester That's Barack. Right. I'm so glad we named him properly because. Uh, when um, Barack Obama walks out of the White House, I will always remember him because I have a little cuddly fur babe named after him. So that makes me very, very happy. Well, that's good. Yeah, if I'm not too busy, maybe we'll get together and have lunch with me. Okay, well, we'll do. You know how to hit me up. All right, Absolutely. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. And I'm going to have to – and you, you called me out. It's been two years. So what was it, February 2014? We'll, we'll definitely have you on the show more often. <laughs> okay. God bless, <laughs> and I just wish everyone the very best, and happy St. Patty's Day. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Good night. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And let us turn our attention to Vincent Fury. So, Vincent, so how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, my friend? That's good. That's good. Okay, so you're out there at the uh, 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 vineyard out there, uh, and the guy that owns it is, I can't, I'm probably butchering his name, uh, Reverge Anselmo. So this guy, he's an Italian-Mexican. He's a filmmaker. He He speaks four languages. I mean, how did you meet this guy? Well, I was doing my Wise Guy Kitchen show, and, uh, you know, we do our TV show, and, of course, we do our live shows across the country. And one person sees it, sees it and calls another person. And from time to time, um, just like Penny, you, you start doing some side work, and I get people to call me up to come in and uh, consult in their restaurant or be a guest chef for a few weeks. And, and that's what happened here. Um, the name of the vineyard is Anselmo Vineyards, and it's uh, up in northern California. It is on almost 3,000 acres that are absolutely just gorgeous. And uh, it's in an area called Shingletown, Shingletown, California. And uh, it's up in the mountains. I mean, uh, this morning it must be 70 degrees, and I'm looking at the deer running by, but the snow is still up on the mountaintops. So it's a pretty cool place. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I bet those those wines are uh, off the hook up there. Yeah, it is, it is. And um, the gentleman that, that owned it, Anselmo, that, that you mentioned, uh, very interesting guy. His, um, his dad was the founder of Univision Television, Univision, the Spanish language station, and also one of the, um, the first guys to put a TV satellite in orbit. So uh, very, very uh, into the, the film industry and TV industry, if you will. And you probably read... Um, Mr. Anselmo's uh, information on IMDb and, and other sites, he's into uh, independent films and TV shows. Well, he no longer owns the, vin- uh, the venue. Uh, he sold it to uh, a group out of San Francisco, and uh, they are the ones that hired me to come in for a couple of weeks and turn this place, uh, the restaurant that they have here, into a top Italian restaurant in the area and, of course, in the vineyard. 
Absolutely. But, but you know Absolutely. me, you know, they tell me fine dining and make it beautiful. And you know me, I got to put in a little wise guy flair to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, man, how do you meet all these people? I mean, talk a little bit about networking. What's, what's your approach to that? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Your, your your approach to networking, you meet all these famous people, man. So, I mean, what, what, what's your secret? <laughs> well, you're the, you're the most famous of them all, William. You know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My man, the king of D.C. media. Well, well that's right. <laughs> I, I think what happens is that <laughs> you, you, you like that, huh? I, I think yeah. what's been happening, and we've been blessed with, with the show, and I remember the last time uh, I was on the air with you, you had uh, spoke to uh, Chuck Powers, uh, our new producer, and and Chuck and his team are doing a great job. We um, we're making some new episodes of the Wise Guy Kitchen Show. We made a bunch of trailers. I got to send you one because I know you're into the movies like uh, Goodfellas and Godfather and all of that. But uh, I'll tell you what we did, and, and then you can look at it. But if you remember the movie The, the Goodfellas, when they killed the guy um, Bats, they pulled up in the car and they started stabbing him in in the back of the trunk. You remember that scene? Yeah. Uh, Billy Bats, I think his name was. Well, what we did was we we took the Cadillac and we drove to the area. We opened the trunk and you you see all the knives going back and forth, cutting away, cutting away, cutting away. And when the camera comes back, instead of a, a dead body in there, obviously, there was a tray of cut salamis and cheeses, and it was welcome back to the white guy kitchen. So it was it was great. They, I actually, they, I don't know how they did it, but they convinced me to get in bed, and they poured pasta sauce all over me, and they did a scene from The Godfather when the horse's head was in the bed, except I woke oh up to store-bought pasta sauce, you understand? So <laughs> these guys are incredibly talented they they have a vision of what they're doing, and they've been speaking to some major networks about the show. And, uh, of course, the word spreads a little bit. And then, you know, when we do our live shows, our, our three-hour uh, musical comedy that we do, it's the only uh, stage show in the country, actually, with live cooking. And we got such a talented pool of people. And audiences come, and we just did a, a big show in uh, Sebring, Florida, which is like near Fort Lauderdale. And there were 600 people there in two days. And people see that. And if you, if you just do the math and say, okay, there's 600 people here, they go back and tell 600 more and so on and so on and so on. Before you know it, somebody hears about it that owns a vineyard or a restaurant or something, and that's how they call us. Right. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Man, so you, you're really blowing up. So this uh... – Wise Guy Kitchen and everything, man, you're on TV and you're on, uh, what is it, Hulu and all this stuff. How's that, how's that going? It's going great. Um, matter of fact, um, you know Jerry Moore, I believe, from uh, yeah. Northern oh, Virginia, oh, Area, wow. D.C. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Is, Jerry's still with us, and uh, he has a lot of contacts, and he's pushing in every direction to get us not only on uh, – like you mentioned, Hula and Amazon and all of that, but we're also on a lot of regional cable uh, stations, as well as Verizon On Demand and Dish Network and stuff like that. But Chuck Powers is actually um, speaking right now with Create TV, which is a national uh, broadcast, as well as the Travel Channel. Because I'm in places like this vineyard in California, our goal is to kind of travel from place to place and see if we can 
attack it that way. Um, and that's what we're doing, you know. And, and I think it all started with guys like you uh, believing in us. You were one of the first fans of the show, and, and we were blessed that you came to see us and, and put us on, on your show. And since then, things have been spiraling. It, it's not record-breaking, but we're getting where we have to be. We're getting better at what we do. The word is spreading. And, you know, my, my advice to uh, any actor listening to this show or anybody listening to the show that has an idea is not to give up. You just keep going forward, and, you know, your day will come. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What's the latest on uh, the Italians? The Italians, I don't know. I know that I spoke to uh, Zach Dieppe, the director, about a month ago, and he was doing some rewrites, and I think he's waiting for um, the weather to change a little bit, and he asked me my schedule uh, because, obviously, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to get the lead in that film, and, um, you know, we got to work around my schedule for me to come out to New York and start filming. And I'm just uh, hoping that it gets done soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That is good. Yeah, man, so that's, uh, so I know you're out there on the West Coast. Uh, so when are you going to be uh, getting back down to Clearwater? Uh, probably in another two weeks, I, I would imagine, about seven to ten more days. Uh, probably about ten days would be accurate. Uh, but it's really nice. I mean, they got a, a, a girl here. Her name is Caroline. She runs all the horseback riding. And, you know, coming from New York, you go horseback riding, you sit on the horse, and you can basically let go, and the horse will go around in circles in Central Park and bring you back to where you started. This is 3,000 acres with a 200-foot waterfall, and you actually have to horseback ride. you got to tell the horse where you want to go. It's amazing. So I was – I actually – it's, it's funny, William, because I actually wrote an episode of our show just sitting out here thinking, can you imagine Louis the Lone Shark and Uncle Carmine and, and Marie and all of them coming down here, and you put the wise guys in their suits on top of these horses with cowboy hats on them. It's like hop along paisans. <laughs> I'll tell you my story about uh, horseback right now. I was a little kid uh, taking lessons at Rock, was it Rock Creek Park in D.C., and I got on a horse, man. That, that horse didn't want to go out for that. All the horse wanted to do was take a nap. And it went out <laughs> around the track a couple of times. The next thing I know, it took me all the way back to the stable, went down on all fours, and went to sleep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And I'm looking at this website here, man. What is this? Ansel Movie Yard. I guess this is the right website, but they're talking about a dress code. No, 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 they're, they're actually taking that off. At one time, oh. I believe they did have that, but this, one of the things I consulted about with them is to get rid of it. And they are taking it off. Um, there will be a casual atmosphere. Uh, it, it's real, I tell you, if you go to the website, AnselmoVineyards.com, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, I see. One of the things that um, the original owner here, this place has been around for, over 100 years, this ranch. And the original uh, guys that owned it back in the 1800s were two brothers, and legend has it they got killed by a grizzly bear up here. But anyway, the, the <laughs> oh, Mr. Man. Mr. Anselmo that, that owns the place is very uh, religious. He's a devout Catholic, and he actually built his own church on the property and had it, uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but he had it sanctioned by the Vatican. And uh, yesterday, I'm in the, the mansion up on the hill, and I'm sitting down on the living room set, and 
one of the ranch managers goes, do you know whose couch that is? And I said, well, yeah, probably Mr. Anselmo. He goes, no, it's Pope John Paul. It was a gift to him. So I was sitting wow. on the Pope's Check couch. Do you imagine that, the wise guy chef? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow, you're never the holy chef. <laughs> yeah, the holy chef, yeah, really. But, you know, if anybody out there is listening and they happen to be um, – Looking for a great place to, to go in California? It's about two hours north of Sacramento, about three hours north of uh, San Francisco. And it's a, it's a great little place for people to come for the weekend, see the winery, have some good wine, some great Italian food by the Wise Guy Chef, go horseback riding, and uh, just enjoy themselves. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, Vincent. Well, man, I gotta wrap up the show here. Um, so just throw out there for the fans, uh, you know, your website and uh, how they can watch. That's absolutely great. I appreciate it. Go to uh, thewiseguykitchenshow.com, and you could see um, where we are going to appear live, and it'll have a listing of some of the local channels that our TV show is on. Uh, we appreciate the support from all the fans and. I especially uh, appreciate it. You know, uh, I'm a little different than uh, the average uh, restaurateur, if you will, is that, you know, I'm a chef, but I'm also an actor. And uh, I appreciate uh, the fans that come to see me both on, in my live show and, and in, in the movies or TV and as well as in person at the restaurant. So I really do appreciate it, and I hope to see you guys uh, in Selmo Vineyards in uh, Northern California. I'll be here for a couple of weeks or so. And uh, I look forward to everybody. Absolutely. Okay, Vincent. Well, you have a great night, man. Thanks a lot, William, and I'll see you on the cruise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. All right. Goodbye. Okay. And as promised, folks, in uh, my preview show I did the other day, uh, I said that I'd have a uh, Basically, a money magic phrase of the week. So the way this works is if you send this phrase to me via email at william400.yahoo.com, you will be entered into a drawing for one week of free advertising on the show. So the money magic phrase of the week, since it's March Madness, I guess I'll do one here from uh, Mike Shevsky. To me, teamwork is the beauty of our sport. Where you have five acting as one, you become selfless. All right, there you go. Okay, so everybody out there, do something for your career every day and break a leg. Night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.